Good afternoon. Pat Zima here with MagnaWave. Nice opening, Tony, uh, highlighting the Inc. 5000 listing that MagnaWave achieved this year. We're very excited about that. A lot of things going on in that world, so uh, we're very excited. We're here on Tuesdays to answer your questions about MagnaWave, PEMF training, uh, things in general, LZR, UltraBrights, whatever it is that you might want to discuss, we're here to have that conversation with you. If you'd like to talk to me, uh, just send a text to 502-414-3436 and uh, post your question on there as well. I'll give you a call back and then we can discuss what it is that you'd like to talk about. We like to do that. And some of you who listen all the time or watch all the time understand that I like to do that because quite often we can go deeper into the conversation that you're looking at, looking to have and get deeper into the information uh, that you're looking for. So if you're interested, give me a call 502-414-3436 and I'll get right back to you. We're coming to you today on YouTube, Facebook, corporate, the practitioner page, the research page. We're on CastBox. So uh, Hazel's with us on CastBox as well. Hi, Hazel. And uh, so we're glad uh, uh, Rianne is with us. Hi, Rianne. And Northern Lights is with us again. So great. We're glad everyone uh, is here. So if you have some questions, we have a couple of videos we're going to share with you shortly uh, about the app development and about the uh, video cards the that you can use to promote your business and uh, help build your business. So we're excited about that. We'll play those uh, shortly. Going to be with you today for about uh, 45 minutes because I have another place I need to get to after this program, but we'll be here for about 45 minutes. Uh, Wendy O'Rourke writes, uh, I've done a bunch of horse shows, but I'm doing very big dog show next week. Any suggestions on working on making dogs feel good for the show uh, or any booth ideas would be great. Well, that's a great topic to begin to discuss. And I've got some other questions in the, in the practitioner page that we can also address. Well, certainly to treat the animals, and I don't know what kind of dog show it is. It's, if it's an agility show, uh, certainly you want to treat them prior to their event so they can be have good range of motion and feel good and be ready to go. If it's a show of, con of confirmation and so forth, just that they're relaxed so you could treat them again prior to. Now, every animal is different. Some animals react better when they're treated four to five hours before they go to the ring or to the event. Some of them, some of them would react very well if they're treated just before the event. So you need to learn that. So I would be a little uh, cautious there or open as to uh, when, you, when you treat the animals, but this is a great learning experience. What I would recommend is if, if you can treat them at least four to six hours before their event. So that'd be the evening before or the morning of, if they're gonna be showing in the afternoon. If you've got someone there that's that you're familiar with, that you've treated their dog a lot, and they're comfortable uh, being treated just before they go to the ring, have at it, because I've done that. When I was out accurately and continually treating animals, I had some horses that I, jumping horses that I would, they'd be under saddle, the riders on them, and we're treating the feet, or we're treating a hip, or whatever it may be. Others, we treated the night before, and they were ready to go the next day and perform very well. I've told this story many times. Lake St. Louis, 
Uh, Busy was there, became one of our practitioners after that, but she wanted her horse treated and she came to me and said, I'm going to go to the ring at three o'clock. Can you come by at one? I went by at one, treated her horse. The horse went to the ring at three and didn't care if it was in the ring, if it was in the trailer, if it was in the stall, just it took the edge off the animal and it didn't do what she wanted it to do. And uh, we talked about that afterwards. The next morning, the horse went out and was like a grand champion. So we learned that that particular horse needed to be treated the day before. And we do the same thing with the thoroughbred horses. So it's just a matter. Each animal is different. So you want to treat them accordingly. So when you're going to a dog show, same thing. You want them to feel good. You want to improve their range of motion. So you talk to the owners, talk to the trainers about what kind of issues the dog may be having or the dog's may be having. I mean, in the competition world, some of them are young, some of them have some some age on them, and so there could be some movement issues that they want to address. So certainly uh, in your booth, you want to set your booth up. What I always recommend is don't stand behind the table, stand in front of the table. Put your booth, your table at the back of where you are so someone can come with their dog and be there and you can exhibit on the animal what it does and how it works. Have your mat available. So if, if you want to have a dog lay on the mat or certainly on your large loop, they can lay on the large loop. You can place it however you however you desire. So those are some things to think about. Stand in front of your table, have your information so people can come to you and, and talk with them. Always say hello. Always ask them how, how things are going and, uh, and offer them an opportunity to receive a demo so they can understand how it feels on themselves. Quite often we do a demo on a person so they can understand how it feels on their elbow or their back or their leg so they can see what's going to be going on with the animal. Certainly have your literature available so someone can, don't stand in front of your literature. If you're standing at your table like I am, have your, have your literature over here. I get turned around when I'm doing this when the camera, I look at the screen and it shows up differently. But have it so someone can listen to your conversation, walk to your table and maybe pick up your card or your brochure or whatever it may be that they don't have to stand, move around you. So position yourself so you've got a good display for people to see, and then you've got a good access to where you want to treat the animals that you're going to be dealing with. Great question. I hope it goes goes very well for you, uh, Wendy, and let us know how it how it will go. Maureen, good morning. Leslie's with us. Uh, hello from Colorado. Aloha. Leilani's with us this morning. Good morning, Leilani. Uh, Rob's with us this morning. Catherine Dawn is with us, and uh, going to rent a machine from your company for my local practitioner. My gelding sustained a kick to his left stifle and bruised, injured his partic- uh, patellar ligament, uh, showed a 20% lesion. Uh, the, the ultrasound or the x-ray showed a 20% lesion in the ligament. Suggestions for how often or how long, uh, what setting to use? Swelling is down now, PRP later this week or early next. Wow, there's a lot in that question. But to uh, treat, I would certainly recommend treating uh, once or twice a day if that works uh, for the first four or five days. I would treat it on a very moderate setting. Uh, You don't want to overstimulate it. Not that that's going to make it sore, but you just want to make sure that what you're putting in there is ample energy that's going to allow it to help reduce the inflammation, make the area Uh, feel better. If you have a liniment, Leilani would probably address this. If you have some CBD potentially to put on it and then MagnaWave uh, or some uh, whatever liniment you might be using, but the CBD is what uh, Leilani would be discussing and we are going to do that here soon. Things have just been crazy. Um, But to let the MagnaWave help push that into the area, when you're dealing with ligaments and nerves 
uh, it takes longer uh, to heal. It's not a soft tissue issue. And so tissue issue. And so your the issues are in the tissues quite often. <laughs> But at any rate, if you're going to be uh, working on the ligament or the tendon, uh, you, you, it's just going to take a little more time. So patience is, in, is very important. I did it to myself. Three weeks ago, yesterday, uh, I was getting ready. We were turning in for the evening and I stood up and I turned to turn off a lamp and I heard my medial uh, ligament in my uh, uh, leg pop and uh, it was, uh, it, it was uh, painful. And I've been dealing with it for three weeks, uh, talking about uh, the CBD. I use uh, Leilani CBD every night, every day. And then I MagnaWave, and it makes a tremendous difference. I'm getting much better. Uh, it's interesting. I had a kind of a breakthrough. Things really did well. I went to Vivify, and I did the cold therapy on it, and the, and the cryotherapy, compression therapy. And uh, it was improving very nicely, but it seemed like, it just never got over the edge and uh, couldn't quite put a handle on it. And, and we went to our, we went to the lake over the weekend and we're in the MagnaWave Express and uh, was in the, the bed doesn't elevate or anything like that. And it got worse. And I realized that probably the, the angle that you're laying flat on the bed certainly creates a stress in the body. And, and when you got things that are trying to, to heal and improve, you have to make sure that your posture and your positioning is important as well. And so we came back from the lake and uh, we're at home and my bed does uh, go up and down. And so I raised it and uh, treated last night, uh, again, used the CBD on it and uh, got up this morning and it's better than it's been in three weeks. And, I, uh, and it's because I changed my posture in the bed. I was much more comfortable through the evening and uh, it did not wake me as often. And so that's something that you always want to make sure you, you talk about with your clients for your animals or what's going on, that they're doing the right things if they're bandaging properly or their posture is where it needs to be in order to be comfortable. And I've had a million people ask me uh, this question. And I'll talk about Dr. Bard in just a moment and Leonard Getz, but uh, uh, you want to make sure that the, when you're in your people have told me more, my back's killing me and this is going on and I'm treating. And then I go get in a car and I go somewhere and I say, do you recline your seat in your car at all? Well, no. Well, then recline your seat a little bit. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you've been down driving down the road. You can't see anybody in the car because it looks like they're laying down. I'm not saying that. But I am saying just recline your seat a little bit in your car. It's amazing. Just that 10 or 15 degrees or 20 degrees of recline puts you in a better position for the smoothness and for the, uh, the, the pressure and tension in your tendons and nerves and muscles and so forth that are trying to tighten up and in, in, in your body. A lot of information there, uh, a lot of things to talk about, but certainly that's what you want want to address. Interestingly enough, I was with uh, in New York. Uh, we were there for our Oz meeting. Elaine and Joe and Debbie and I were there, and and uh, I met a doctor, a new doctor there, uh, Dr. Robert Bard, and he's a cancer cancer guy. And you know, I've had uh, over the last six years, I've had uh, precautions, and I, I had cancer. I had a cancer situation six years ago that's kind of been abated, and everything's wonderful. And so I met Dr. Bard, and we're doing some some research together now to where we're actually going to use imaging. We're going to do imaging prior with ultrasound, an image prior 
do the uh, facilitate the treatment and then do imaging afterwards to see differences. And we've already started this process and I'm working with uh, Mr. Getz to, to bring this along as well. And we've written some, uh, Mr. Getz has written some articles that they're gonna, they're gonna be published. And so we're trying to implement this type of situation. We've always been able to do dark microscopy with the blood and to show how the blood flow improves. But now we're able to uh, with the help of Dr. Bard and, and uh, we're talking to uh, various hospitals in New York and various places that are all of a sudden very interested when you start dealing with these types of folks and, and their research backgrounds. And so we're really deep diving into finding ways that we can demonstrate the improvements of PEMF on the various uh, situations that we are we are dealing with, and uh, for example, he went in and did an did an ultrasound of my knee where I had it, and we determined there are no tears, nothing going on like that. But we did see where the inflammation was present, and we saw and how we could uh, work with it, and so that's what we were able to determine there. He had it. The doctor has a situation where he's got a torn muscle and, and some uh, connectors, some some tendons and uh, or uh, ligaments in his leg and we went in and did an ultrasound and I was with him when he was doing the ultrasound of his leg and we could see the the inflammation around the area and uh, what needed to be approached so we did this before we went into his office and then treated him for about uh, uh, 10 minutes at a very moderate setting uh, we were using the Oropulse device and uh, treated him in that fashion went back and did the ultrasound and the throbbing, which was like you could see it pulsing where it was kind of trying to Charlie horse as he stood, he would stand as when it would bother him. If he was sitting, it was okay. If it was walking, it was okay. But he, when he would stand just after a couple of minutes, that little area would start to throb and cause inflammation and a great deal of pain in his leg. And we went back after that and it had stopped. And, and on the ultrasound. So we were, and that's where the, we got very excited about how we can use these tools to be able to verify and show, uh, to show practicality, to show cause and to show reason for what we're doing as we wanna move forward with, with uh, studies and various things like that. We have a study we're getting ready to do in California. Uh, and so we're really moving down down those roads. But this is very exciting. And, and uh, Dr. Barr is doing some work with some animals uh, and he's a radiologist, cancer person, but he's got a dog. And so we're working on the dog and these things are, are really exciting. So if you have any questions, I'd be happy to uh, um, to address them. But that's that's kind of some things that are going on. By the way, uh, Tony has a video for us. So we can, as I look at the questions here, but we got a video on the about the video books. So Tony, if you're ready with that, uh, let's have a look.
there you go. Maybe Tony can join us and we can talk about this, but the, the books are almost complete. Uh, the videos are ready for all that you'll be able to have a video on small animals, a video on horses, and so on and so forth as we present these, these books. They can be customized to your practice so you can have them customized to what you want, your photographs, your video, or you can use our video with, with that's tailored to mention and show your practice as well. So they're just, we're just right there uh, on the books and we're excited about that. And we want to show you uh, what they're really going to look like. And so it's very exciting to, uh, to see that. And we hope that that works out for you. Great business builder. It'll be something that you can go to a, a barn or go to a, a dog show or whatever it is that you might be doing. Show this, let someone take it with them for the evening, or you could leave it with them. If you're going to their barn and doing a treatment, leave it with them today. If they're not sure about what we're doing, go back tomorrow or go back in a couple of days, pick it up. They've had an opportunity to really get in depth with what you're doing and the services that you that you want to su supply. So it's like giving them a TV for them to learn from for a couple of days and then reusing it and showing it to uh, to someone else. So great thing. And think about it at the trade show. Someone can walk up, pick up the book, look at it and visually watch their the TV, if you will, and then set it back down and, and you, you're ready to answer some questions for them. Instead of having a TV in the background, it's just playing and playing and playing and someone really doesn't get a chance to interact with it. Here, they can interact, they can hold it, they can look at it, they can feel it, they can hand it back to you, give you something to talk about. We're excited about that. It's coming any minute now. And uh, so that's, that's kind of where that is. Um, uh, will the CBD oil that you're referencing something that will be available through Magnuate? Yes, it'll be available through the practitioners and uh, through the uh, through the links and so forth that we'll have available. So yes, that's where we're going there. Um, here we go. Wendy, we'll beat that to you right away. So actually, my talking about it, anyway, we're going to do it right away. All right. Uh, Catherine writes, I've been giving weekly sessions to a 16-year-old dog for arthritis, predominantly hind end. I've used pretty much each smaller attachment on her 20 to 30 minutes each week. I've also used my LZR on her. She seems to be more comfortable after her sessions, but I was hoping for a more significant relief for her. Do you think without knowing the dog, I understand it's difficult to determine that more frequent sessions would help? The short answer to that is yes. I mean, if you're doing, you, you know, 16 year old dog is a is an older animal and there's a lot of things going on in that animal that you're not going to necessarily take care of immediately. And if you treat them today and they're more comfortable and you wait for another seven or eight days before you treat them again, they have a lot of time for that things to begin creeping back into the situation. So I would recommend if you can do them more, uh, a couple of times a week, maybe you'll see that. And you, you, we've talked a bunch that sometimes you'll treat five to six days in a row and then two or three times a week and then two times a week and then once a week. And over time, you get a situation that once a week will work. But you just have to build into that plateau. And every animal is different. 16-year-old animal is much different than a four-year-old animal. And so you just have to, to uh, have it like that. But I do believe that you could probably be a little more frequent uh, if that works with this client and uh, at least twice a week to see what that does. That may be all it takes. 
once a week if they're comfortable, maybe twice a week they'll be comfortable and more active and, and you'll be getting ahead of it. You know, arthritis is a situation where you have a buildup of calcium and then the, the tendons and the nerves get affected because it's just, you know, the, the, it's inflamed and that causes pain. It's harder to get inflammation out of a nerve or a ligament or a, a tendon than it is out of soft tissue, out of muscle. So if it's inflamed and you treat it today, it's better, but tomorrow it's already started to re-irritate. And that's what you have when you're talking about a 16-year-old animal with arthritis. So you have to get after that and do it more often. And that's important. And so that's what I would recommend. Your question is excellent. And, and that's probably uh, a way to have a look at it. Uh, let's see, did I miss anything? Um, Okay. If you have a question, please put it up. If you'd like to visit with me, send a text. Let me see if anyone has done that. Um, no, I don't guess anybody wants to talk to me today. <laughs> Sometimes I don't want to talk to myself, but I do it a lot. I get to talking to myself about something and I say, self, you need to do this better. And, or you need to make sure that this, that this is complete. But anyway, never mind. Uh, let's see. So can we talk about MagnaWave with heartworm positive dogs? Our veterinarians put our patients on activity restrictions during the time of emeticide treatment. Well, that's a good point. And you really kind of answered your question at the beginning. If, if, they're, if, they, if they're trying to limit their activity, by doing MagnaWave, you're stimulating their muscle. You're, you're causing things to go on. You want things to work. I would wait in this case, like we used to do or still do in some cases with EPM. Let them run the regimen of treatment. Let them get that handled and then come back and treat the animal for comfort, for feeling better, so on. And, and so you have that type of situation. Uh, back in the day, we'd have a, a horse or a dog that would have an infection of some sort. And the doctor would say, let's do the antibiotics. Let's do the treatment. Let's get ahead of it at that point. Then you come in and treat for comfort, treat for inflammation reduction, treat to help them be more comfortable and feel better. There Now, it, and, and the world changed in the EPM thing because all of a sudden we had some doctors that started saying, my, my feeling is let's treat during the medication. So that's why we always say check with your doctor, check with your veterinarian, uh, whatever your uh, uh, medical person that you're dealing with is. Always keep them abreast of what you're doing and what your thoughts are so they can approach it accordingly. So in the, and the, the easiest answer is go with your veterinarian's recommendation. If they're limiting the activity of the animal, then you want to limit your activity because you are causing activity in the animal until after they're finished with the med medication. Uh, we've done that for years when you have, when there is cancers in dogs and so forth, that we wait for the chemo to be completed. Then we treat for comfort, pain relief, and so forth. Some in Europe, they do it a little differently. They'll treat during the chemo situation and they'll, and they'll use it in that fashion. So again, always talk with your veterinarian and approach it accordingly. Um, there you go, Patsy. I hope that uh, helps you out with, uh, uh, with the situation. Let's see, how do you make a client understand that only doing treatments starting off once a week or once a month is not enough? Treat them treat their back uh, as a demonstration on what the device does. I'm not, and, and 
so they can understand how it feels because it's going to that's going to relieve their feeling to a point and then it's going to come back and and then you can have that conversation now if you come back tomorrow and do it again it will last longer so you just need to have the story on, on how it works use my story with my wife that we did it 30 days. She was better for two weeks. We did it for another 30 days. She was better for three weeks. We did it for another 30 days. She was good for four weeks. We never got beyond the four weeks of improvement. And after that process, she was able to treat herself two or three times. And then she's good for three to four weeks. And, and unless she goes out and carries around the grandchildren and do or moves things and does that. But in a normal day-to-day -day routine, she gets three to four weeks of relief out of one or two treatments. But we had to build to that type of situation. It's just better to explain that. And, and what everybody wants is they want to do it once and they want that to solve the problem. And unfortunately, uh, that's not the case with most anything. If they're using a chiropractor or a, or a masseuse or something with their animals, they, they need to do it enough to stay ahead of what they're dealing with. And, and as Dr. Greeson used to always say, treat as long, treat, continue to treat as long as function continues to improve. And then you treat as often as necessary to maintain the function that's, that's been improved or once you reach a plateau. Unfortunately, like we were talking about the 16-year-old dog, sometimes, or someone of age, you get to a point that I can make it feel better, but I, I'm not going to reverse it because you're 70 years old or because this is going on. You had this type of injury. So you just need to stay with it and maintain the plateau. That's cool to be able to maintain the plateau that you've achieved. So uh, hope that helps. Uh, basically, tell them stories. Uh, Terry, there's plenty of stories. There are plenty of testimonials. Go to the testimonial section of the website, read those testimonials, learn them, create a story, create something that you've experienced, create something that I've experienced or Elaine has told you about or other people in our testimonials. And you'll see those answers and people can understand that. Get them on the phone. I've said this a bunch of times. You can either use us or you can have a cohort that's in Colorado and you're in New Jersey and you can say, listen, let, you know, you've got a good question on how often you should do this. Let me get my friend who's a practitioner in Colorado on the phone and let them answer your question. And, and because the person on the other end of the phone is always an expert and, and somebody will listen to them. If I give them the answer and I'm standing there in front of them doing the treatment, they think I'm just trying to get a treatment. But when they have that turned into a story that someone else can relate, then that just really helps people uh, understand what's going on and what they need to do. So great question, uh, Terry, Terry, and I hope that helps out. Um, let's see. How do you make a client understand? Let's see. That's was that a repeat. Yep, that was a repeat. Got it. Uh, how would you do sessions for someone that has brain cancer? She is done with radiation and taking a daily pill for her chemo. Well, you need to talk with the doctors. There are, there are devices that are FDA approved for treating brain tumors and brain cancer. And they use those devices um, with um, while on medication. Sometimes they wait for the medication to be completed, but the, the device or the Modality has been approved by the FDA for glioblastoma brain tumors. Now, the studies show it's not that it eradicates the tumors, but it does uh, reduce size. It does provide comfort. It does provide a much better 
uh, uh, quality of life and, and they're found an extended quality of life, which is literally what we want to go with. And so basically uh, co communication is good. There are, as I said, there are devices that are approved for that. Uh, we are now working with the uh, some some folks in New York and and with regard to talking about what can happen and maybe do some studies in that area for our devices. You understand that any device that's FDA approved or FDA cleared has to meet an acceptable criteria to a predicate device or to a device that's already approved or provide the studies showing what their device does. And, and so it's very important that you that you understand that you can't say that that something is FDA approved when that particular device is not. It's it's costly. It's time consuming and, and it, it takes incredible documentation to achieve that position uh, with the FDA. But in this conversation, there are devices that, as I said, are approved, are used, and, and can be taken a look at from that position. So have a conversation with the doctor so they understand uh, what they're doing and what they can recommend be done for their, uh, for their client and for your friend as well. Hope that helps. Okay. Um, has the Julian been approved for use by Health Canada? Rob, that's a, that's a great question. We are in the process uh, with all the devices and the manufacturers that we're working with to meet the criteria for Health Canada. And that comes down to an ISO certification and to some safety testing. And all of that is in the process of being done. Today, the Julian itself is not yet cleared uh, for Health Canada. We are moving down those roads in order to uh, meet those uh, areas. Now, we're also moving down the roads because there is a difference between veterinary use and human use. And uh, when you get into Health Canada and then you get into the FDA, there are differences. There are things you can do in veterinary that you can't talk about uh, on the human side as such. So you got to be clear in, in where you are uh, with those situations. But to veterinary use uh, is not regulated the same way as uh, the human devices that go into Canada. And we've been meeting with the Canadian officials and to better uh, understand what happens is you have all these different provinces in Canada, much like we have different states. But in Canada, the rules can vary from state to state. Same thing in the U.S. with veterinary. It can move from state to state. Human side is a little different. you got the AMA, you have the FDA, bingo. If it fits this envelope, you're fine. But on the veterinary side, there are regulations that vary from state to state. Same thing in Canada. So we're going down the road to learn what we can say, what we can bring in. As long as we meet the, the manufacturing requirements is the main thing that you're manufacturing in a fashion or your manufacturers are manufacturing in a fashion that is approved by Health Canada, that they know what you're bringing into the country. So uh, I know that's a long answer to a short question, but that's that's where it is. And I hope that helps, Rob. OK, um, what is the number to talk to you? The number to talk to me is 502-414-3436. Send a text with your question and I will give you a call back. Great. All right. Let's see. Oh, we got another video here. Uh, we want to show you some things that are happening with the app and uh, which we're updating and working on continually. But uh, Tony's got that video as well. Tony, let's have a look. 
Take the power of MagnaWave anywhere you go with the MagnaWave mobile app. Our certified practitioners can use the app to keep track of their clients' records, make specific notes about their sessions, and even contact clients via email. The MagnaWave app is great for personal or professional use and includes information resources like guidelines and videos that can help you get the most out of your wellness sessions. Take your MagnaWave experience to the next level with our mobile app, available on the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. Wow. That, that app, um, uh, gosh, I'm trying to go back to think of when I started working on the app and, and the versions have been, it's been updated over the years. And, uh, we, you know, you, you get to a point that, whoop, it's time to redo the whole thing. I don't know if we're there yet, but we are continually trying to work on the app. If, if, if you use it if for nothing more than keeping a record of what you're doing on your treatments and to have the guidelines, all the guidelines are on there. So you can go in there and search something or have a look at the guidelines and it gives you an idea what to talk about. You talk about showing people something. If, if you're with your clients and we're going back to the trade show thing and they and they're saying, well, what about this? And you can pop your app out and it looks cool and you punch the button and there's the guideline here. Here's what here. It's funny. Our phones are our experts. So not only is the person on the other end of the phone an expert, the fact that you've got this on your phone and you can bring this up and show them that it's there and what the guideline is for this and so forth is a wonderful aid in, uh, in doing something. Call it the money phone because it's going to help you make money by giving you the details and the guidelines and the communications that you want with your clients. And they will they will hire you and pay you to do a good job based on the, the tradition and the history and the, the resources that they think you're bringing to the table. You can be very comfortable with that. Now, don't get the app and oh, let me see. I kind of remember how to use this and can I do that? If you do that, get the app. Use it a million times so you can pick it up, pop, 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 pop. Here you go. Here's your answer. And, and provide that to your customers. Be proficient at what you're doing because they're watching you. If they think you're not sure, then they're, you're not sure about your therapy. But if you're sure about the information, inf information that's at your hand in the palm, in that expert telephone, they're going to be confident in what you're delivering as far as your services to them as well. So, Always do that. Always be very proficient, just as you are with the machines. You use, learn how to use the machines. You come here and ask questions about what to do and how to do it. And we're happy that you're that you're doing that. Uh, let's see. Rob, you're you're welcome. Um, still waiting. I gave the number. Maybe it, we'll see if she's able or he Leslie's able to uh, get through to us. 502-414-3436. And we'd be happy to uh, to visit with you. There was a question today um, about a German shepherd that was spayed, uh, the lump on the left side face near the lymph nodes. The vet said, give her Benadryl and keep watching it. Uh, she asked about MagnaWaver. The, the vet didn't know much about MagnaWave. What would you recommend? I would recommend that you treat on a very moderate setting and treat the area. You want to help the circulation in the area and try to move and get rid of that uh, uh, build up in the lymph node and and make things better. If they're giving Benadryl, uh, keep an eye on it and do it. Uh, don't get carried away with your strength. Get carried away with actually treating the area. And also remember that you can go to the animal and treat its shoulders, neck, 
uh, that's also going to enhance what's going on uh, in the on the interface. If it's not if you're not comfortable putting it directly on the face, so that would be the way to approach that. I did get a, another question about compression sleeves. Is it okay to leave the sleeves on while magna waving? Uh, she also Kristen also mentioned that the Tommy copper ones uh, have something in them. They have copper in them, and and quite often. You know, there again, you, you have questions as to what's the best way to approach that. But it, what I would recommend, if you, here's what happens: the 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 Tommy Copper, and then the the uh, I can't think of the name of the one that's been around. I bow, um, golly, it'll come to me in a minute. But at any rate, when they have copper and things like that in them, they they're kind of designed to maybe create some heat or warmth to help relieve pain and relieve inflammation in the area, which is fine. But we're trying to also cool the area and to relieve the inflammation. So in those cases, what I would recommend is pull the sleeve, treat the area, put the sleeve back on. It's like two different modalities. You've got the sleeve helping with the compression. Then you have the magna wave helping with the inflammation and the blood flow, da 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 da, -da and use them as two separate therapies. Don't do them uh, conflicting each other. We do that at Vivify when we go into the cryo chamber or when I did my knee, I was doing spot cryo on my knee to help it. And then I would get into the cryo chamber to just overall circulation in the body, overall uh, enhancement of the area that I was working on. Didn't do it in reverse. We didn't cryo it and get it real cold and then use the hand cryo because you can produce too much cold at that point, too low of a temperature. So you want to do things in the proper sequence. That's my recommendation for the compression sleeves. If they have a copper filament or something in it for heat, for inflammation reduction, take it off and use it. Now, if it's simply compression and you're going to put it on and there's nothing in the pad to do that, treat right over the pad. And, and just like if you wrapped, if you used a gauze or a, a, a ace bandage on a knee or an elbow or something, you don't have to remove that to treat the area, treat the area. So just keep these things in mind. And the question, you ask them in the in the uh, certified page and uh, and people will answer the questions in a heartbeat. And the questions are excellent. And so it's always exciting to do that. So those are things to uh, keep in mind. we got another five or six minutes here. Let's see if we got a call. Nope, not there yet. I don't know what happened, but that's okay. Let's see. Oh, wait a minute. 12th. I have a question about, wait a minute. I was in the wrong place here. Let's see. Let's ring up Leslie. Well, there's two or three questions in there. What's going on here? All right, hold on. Let's do, let's go to Leslie here quickly first. All right. Um, bingo. Took me a second to figure that out. Here we go. Hi, Pat. Hey, Leslie. How are you? Good. Um, I have a question about a dog I've been, uh, done uh, about five treatments on. Um, she has sterile nodular paniculitis. And so she had several, probably at least half a dozen or more lesions when she first came to me. And this has been going on for at least six months um, that were draining. And she had some other um, of those like fatty lumps that came up. And after five treatments and I was doing low and slow with her, the owner 
thought she was getting worse because some of the other lumps had opened up. And I was just wondering your thoughts on that. Um, since it's an autoimmune thing and it's, a, you know, manifesting in the fatty layer and exiting through the skin, I was thinking possibly it was kind of like a detox effect part of the healing process. Well, I mean, um, certainly you're, you're stimulating the, you're massaging the area, if you will. And, and you're, you're stimulating this area to do something. And uh, you certainly want to get them, you, you want it moved. You want to get them to drain. You want to get mm -hmm. the inflammation to go away. What's the veterinarian say? Um, she is not, she's not using a veterinarian for um, the treatment. She okay. just decided to go to a, a vet we have here that does Chinese medicine and get Chinese herbs. I was also doing some photopuncture. I'm certified now. I was doing some photopuncture. Okay. So what, what, is the, what is the Chinese training vet saying? Um, I, I don't know. She, I had an appointment scheduled for last Wednesday and she canceled and said she was going to the, um, the Chinese medicine vet. Mm -hmm. We have a mutual friend whose dog had the same thing and um, got Chinese herbs from that vet and did some um, essential oils that the vet recommended. But then she also, um, my friend, the other had the other dog, also um, did late cold laser on it, and <clears throat> and her dog got better in about six weeks. But her dog did not have lesions that were draining. This dog has lesions that were are draining. You know, it, it, it's a tough situation or a tough question. She's she's choosing to um, nothing wrong with the, with the Chinese medicine vet. I'm not questioning that at all. But there's a point that with the lesions, she might want to at least ask a veterinarian uh, what the situation is. I think this is a good question to uh, to pose in the certified group because there are veterinarians in the group that can. Uh, I, I did. Okay. I did put it in there last week. Great. Did you get some response that you were looking for? No, I don't okay. think I got any. Okay, well, that's unfortunate. We'll we'll check that as as well. Uh, but if it's it's the kind of thing that it's beyond the scope of the folks that are looking at it, then I understand that they don't want to say something that is uh, mm -hmm. potentially not correct. But um, I, I think that that the issue, I think you're spot on. That if you're trying to clear the area and and if they're getting better, then that's one thing. But if there's the seepage there and the leakage is there. There's a point that she probably should talk to a a veterinarian to see what what their thoughts are. But uh, if if they're not new and they're they're there and they're draining and it clears up, that's the question. Is it clearing up? Mm -hmm. Then then you know I don't I'm not a vet, but if it's clearing up, that's a good thing. And, and uh, would be the way to, to look at it. But I would encourage her to, for your protection and, and your professionalism, I would encourage her if she has questions to, and she's talking to the Chinese medicine vet, that's fine. But, you know, you got to decide how far you go in your research. Yeah, she had, she had consulted with her regular conventional vet, um, I guess, when it started. And that vet just uh, told her to go to, a veterinary dermatologist where we don't have any around here and she knew that they would just want to do steroids and stuff and she didn't want to go that route. Right. Well, then, then she's doing what she can do. Mm -hmm. And and we have to hope for the best, uh, uh, best result. 
Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay, Leslie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, you know, that, that's a situation. We have questions and we want to go. We're not veterinarians. We need to, to deal with the situation that, that is at hand. And people make those decisions with their animals uh, that, that they feel comfortable with. And, and, you know, maybe steroids aren't the answer. Maybe there's another alternative uh, that can be there. A lot of vets will, will consult. I mean, you could, she could certainly call or you could call a, a dermatologist veterinarian, tell them what you're doing and what you're thinking and offer to, I'll pay you a consulting fee for you to give me an observation. And if they're only, if their answer is something that you don't want to do, you don't have to follow through with it, but you can at least consult and have that uh, situation at least looked at. So that would be something to, to consider. Okay. Let me go over here. Um, have another call. Let me bring this one in. Uh, can a MagnaWave help with bone on bone arthritis in human knee? What treatment resume recommend for a semi five? Uh, yes, Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave. Hey, thanks for calling me. Yeah. So you have a question with regard to bone on bone arthritis in a human knee? Yeah, that one's for my husband. Yeah. And, you know, that's a tough one because quite often people get, people say, well, it's bone on bone, understand. But what it really, what they're really saying in most cases is that the bursa <coughs> doesn't have, <coughs> excuse me, the bursa doesn't have, <coughs> sorry, the bursa doesn't have the proper amount of fluid to provide the cushioning, which gives you the bone on bone sensation. In those situations, can you create fluid? Probably not. Uh, that's a medical situation. However, I would certainly be using a, a hyaluronic acid supplement, whether it's a lubricant oral type of supplementation or a powder. I believe in the oral better than I do the powder that has to go through the digestive system. So the, the hyaluronic acid is basically the synovial fluid of the body. So if yeah, I would recommend doing a lot of that to help the synovial fluid in the system be there. And uh, are you, do you have any plans to do any injections or anything like that? Or what's the, what's the end game from the docs? So he has one knee that's really bad. The other one that's not as bad. And he had some, I don't know if they did a x-ray of it or what they did not too long. Um, and he said like, I, the impression I got was like, there was no cartilage left on the one side. He played soccer and coached soccer for like oh. decades, and the leg that he kicked with uh -huh. is much worse than the other one. The other one is bad, but not as bad. Um, and he's been having more mobility issues with it. And um, he's used to MagnaWave some, but he doesn't use it every day. And I just wondered if I should be encouraging him to use it every day. Absolutely. Or Absolutely. It's not going to hurt him to use it every day. It's not going to hurt him to use it twice a day if he's just treating his knee. And, okay. and is he on a supplement for, for hyaluronic acid? No. Do that. Do you, have, do you have a brand or can you spell that for me? It, the one that I've used and I helped launch years ago is called Lubricin. Okay. And, and uh, it is basically hyaluronic acid is basically synovial fluid. And, and so it's going to help the, the, what happens in the body as we age, you do, your, your hyaluronic acid content 
depletes and we don't make it as rapidly. So we get sore. We have bone on bone type situations. So basically you're just going to put it back in the system and what it'll do, it'll go to where it needs to be. And so, but it's not going to happen. You're not going to go to the, to the health food store and buy this. And it's available in a lot of health food stores or online. Luberson, it's Haustrom.com, I believe, or just put in Luberson. It'll come up and, and, and you'll buy it. It comes in, in for humans and animals. The human concentration is different than the animal concentration. Uh, it's stronger and, and begin to take that. And uh, in the horse world, we used to do, uh, treat it for two weeks or so, and then they would begin to see a difference. In the human world, it's the same thing. He needs to take it uh, once a day, probably take an ounce or two a day. Uh, it, it's just drink it or put it on a cereal or, or whatever. And, and away you go. It's not does not have a bad taste and, and it works. But I would certainly increase the amount of hyaluronic acid he is ingesting just for his body health. And, and that's a pretty normal, recognized supplementation process that's out there. And then treat it every day would not be a problem. And, and your second part of your question where you talk about bone density and so forth, when, they, when the astronauts came back from space originally and had space, what they called space sickness, it was a density problem. It was a blood flow problem right. uh, that was going on. And, they, and the Schumann resonance was created to help reverse those density types issues so the astronauts could get over space sickness and survive. And so most certainly right. uh, it is something PMF has been used for that. Uh, over the years. And, and uh, that's a way to uh, take a look at it. The NASA study is on their website. Take a look at that and it'll uh, come to that answer in some fashion. Yeah. I mean, I've read a bunch of research and actually there's, a, uh, I live in Dayton, Ohio, or actually mm -hmm. south of there, but there's a, there's a place that is called Body Garage where this guy's got a bunch of gizmos and he has the pulse PMO, uh -huh. like the chair and all the big $50,000 mm -hmm. thing. Right. And for like a year, I did that, and I have a scan before I did it and after I did it, and they were pretty much flat. And I had been having, you know, decreases in bone density all along. Then the pandemic happened. I was taking care of my dad, who is was old, had Alzheimer's, and I did not want to make him sick. And then so I stopped going, and uh, for like a year, fifteen months, whatever. And then I got another scan, and it was way worse. Like I lost like seven percent of my bone mass or something. Uh huh. Um, and I had, I, I, um, got the semi-machine actually while dad was sick to help him because he had a lot of anxiety and I was using it for him. Um, but not very much on myself. Just, I just didn't have a lot of time when I was there, I was taking care of him and, you know, providing relief for his caregiver. Right. So now I'm past all that. Um, I, I bought the book from Dr. Pollock that talks about how to use PMF, but he's talking about like two hours a day, but, but the gauss on the machines he's talking about was really low right. compared to the, the semi five. I don't know exactly what the gauss output is with the pad. I have the pad that is like, it'll cover like a third of my body. Maybe the, the, probably the, like, uh, the, the gauss on the semi five and I'm not looking at it. So please don't hold me to it. But with the paddle, you can get upwards of uh, 3000 gauss with the uh, semi five. So with that pad, the way it's designed, you might be getting half of that. So yeah. you, you might be getting 1500 gauss out of that pad yeah. as opposed to what doctors. Still a lot, oh my right? gosh. A lot of those units where they're talking two hours, three hours a day, they're only talking about 50 gauss or less. Right. And, right. So, and he said, get a, get a machine that's at least 70. 
Um, and I was talking to, uh, I won't be able to remember her name, but the woman that sold me the 75, who's really wonderful person, by the way. Um, and she, she had given me the same numbers. The paddle was, I think she said 3,700, something like that. She didn't know on the pad, but I, it was clear to me that it was way more than that 70. And so I had been trying to do that, you know, hour a day, twice a day on all three parts of my body, which is a long time. And I wasn't really sure if it was good for me to do it that much. You don't need but to I go that much. Anything. You, you don't need to go that much. Uh, with that, with okay. that gauss delivery. Now let's go back to the other okay. question. What supplementation are you taking to enhance what you're doing? Are you taking just something as basic as hair, skin, and nails? Uh, I'm taking magnesium. Okay. Uh, I'm taking trace minerals. I'm taking um, calcium. Um, Calcium's good. Uh, you know, mixtures and and. Supplements are designed in many cases uh, in a particular mixture or a particular recipe. You want a good barbecue sauce, right? And so you make it in a specific fashion instead of just the ketchup and something else. And, and so a lot of times you want to look at supplements and, and look at not necessarily only the base supplement, but how it's designed to operate in combination with the recipe. Do you have a favorite one? I mean, my doctor gave me something from Metagenics that has some. You know, I, trace I don't. Um, calcium. Yeah. Um, what's that one my radio guys talk about that I've used and like? Um, I'll think of it. I'll, I'll get that for you. I've read, I've read some things about algae cow and it looks good, but I don't know if they're just slick marketing or if it's good. Um, well, it, you know, if you if you have a, you know, GNC is good and and other stores like that. We have some we have a place here in town called Rainbow Blossom and they're excellent. And you can go in there and tell them what you're talking about. They can talk about recipes and stuff like that. And, and they're not they're not trying to sell a membership to where you're going to, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm, yeah. not, I'm not knocking marketing tactics from companies, but you want to you want to be comfortable and, and want to know. Um, what's happening, but I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, I would, I would kind of default a little bit on the side of what your supplementation is along with what you're doing. And as far as the density now, what's causing the decrease in bone density, that's the question. And, and if the doctors can address that for you and then approach it from that perspective, what we're doing is creating good blood flow, good oxygenation, and then the body needs to take care of what it needs to do to utilize those functions. And that's where supplementation will come in or diet will come in and right. so forth. And I'm, I'm going to a functional med doc. I'm really, I'm really spending a lot of my time trying to solve this problem. I'm going to a functional med doc. I've, they've run a bunch of tests. Um, I've talked to them about some of them, not all of them. I, I mean, I've, they're, the, the inflammation markers, I know that my C-reactive protein is low. I know that my cortisol is high. And I know that my, there's a third one. Um, the third one is fine. I forget what the third one is. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to really like learn a lot about what might be causing this. And I think the cortisol might have been high because my dad was dying. I was, you know, it was just sure. horrible time. I sure. could be stress related. But I have osteoporosis in my family. I think a lot of it is gut related. My mother had it, it was horrible. My grandmother had it horrible. And so I feel like I need to do like the full frontal assault to try to do everything I can to stop it. 
Um, and I do understand what you're saying about cause. If there's a hole in the bucket, you know, et cetera, it's not going to work. Um, there's some guy online who calls himself the bone coach. I've listened to some of his podcasts. He's not, I mean, everything he, he hasn't said anything that sounds stupid to me. Um, or that would just sound like a line. Um, but I don't know if it's worth paying that guy to try to help me organize all of the test results and things I've gotten to try to get at what is the cause. Cause doctors don't spend that much time with you and it's really hard. I don't know. It's hard to get them to really conclude anything. Right. They run tests, they tell you stuff, they prescribe something. And even functional med docs, it's, it's hard. Um, although they're a lot better. And one of the things I am doing with the functional med doc is I go every two weeks and I get a vitamin C IV and a glutathione injection. And that is supposed to really tamp down the inflammation in your body overall. Um, and also my dad had Alzheimer's. So that is inflammation of the brain. And I, it's expensive. It seems kind of crazy, but I feel like that's kind of an investment and that can't really do any harm. I've done a lot of research on it. I've been on the, you know, National Institute of Health website. It, they say it actually is beneficial for bone health um, and, uh, you know, all kinds of tissue health and then it does reduce inflammation. So I'm doing that. Um, I'm just trying to hit it with everything. I can Well, and that, you know, that's a great thing. And, and you talk about the, the, um, the infusions, the the vitamin C, and so forth, and, and uh, that's something that we're doing at Vivify and doing things in concert with each other. The PEMF and then the the IV therapies with vitamin C, the NAD, and the and the uh, B12s and so forth that are available. That are for uh, when I go, I'm going there after I leave here actually, and uh, for a meeting, and I'm going to ask that question, and and I'll try to get you an answer as far as uh, some of okay. these infusions that are beneficial for bone health. Okay. I do take NAD plus orally every day. My mm -hmm. functional med doc said she was going to get the injections the or I don't know if it's an injection or an IV, but IV. she was going to get that. I, I have had B12 injections and I know that my mom had a problem with that because she used to get, my dad gave them to her. She used to get injections um, because apparently she wasn't able to absorb it. And I've done, I don't know what to do with the results, but I've done biome and had my gut health looked at and a lot of the areas looked problematic. And I have a really good diet. I live in a farm. I grow my stuff organically. I really am pretty careful, but I think that I just may have inherited some things that are just make it more difficult to have all of that balance. Um, and and you know, as hard as it is to say that, that could very well be the case. Yeah. I mean, and I, I took my dad to Cleveland Clinic when he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, which wasn't until he was in his eighties, by the way. Um, so bad, you know, but, but again, part of the reason he got it was because he lived so long. Um, but they, one of the things they told me was that he had low gut um, bacteria diversity. And so I'm trying to work on that. And my doc, my functional med doc just did some tests that relate to gut health and diet. And they just called me to say they got them back, the results, but I haven't talked to them about them yet. So I'm still just really kind of punching at this. Um, but I was really wondering, you know, just like if I use this pad, I use it in three different places on my body. Like how much treatment should each area get? I, I, if you're doing I it, can, if you're doing the pad and you have the semi five, I would do each area. If you're going to do it every day, I'd do it for uh, 10 minutes. So in 30 minutes, you're done. You'd be better really? off doing it twice a day for 30 minutes as opposed to trying to do it for an hour and a half or an hour on each one. The body is, it, 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 it's like a vitamin C tablet. You take 
a bunch of vitamin C tablets, you're going to lose half of it because your body doesn't need it. And so we're yeah. we're supplying energy to the body and you're doing it in three different yeah. sections, which is fine to do, but do it in those three sections, put the energy in there and let the body use it. If you give it too much, okay. it just, it just basically passes off. Okay. And the, and the same for uh, my husband's knee. Should he just do each knee for 10 minutes? Uh, now the knee is a little different in that we're not talking systemic. We're talking directly on the knee. And if you're using the semi five and you're using, uh, if you were in the, in the training room at the soccer club, they'd probably be treating him on a high powered machine like the Julian or something like that, or the max. And they would be doing it for 10 or 15 minutes on a very higher setting. So in his case, yeah. if I'm, if you're using the butterfly or if he's laying on the couch with, yeah, the, with the pad, the okay. Or the, put the pad yeah. under his knees as he, as he reclines on the couch and let it come up from the bottom. Okay. I would say, uh, okay. 15 to 20 minutes uh, per knee would be fine. Okay. But I do it every day. Twice a day? I do it twice a day if he'll, if he'll do it when he's watching the TV or relaxing or whatever, you, you know, whatever your relaxation mode is. Okay. And would you crank it all the way up? In his case, I would turn it up. I, with a semi five, I'd turn it all the way up. Now, I would vary that. After two or three days, I'd put it on the, on, on the four. Just so, we're, just so the tissue does not get used to the signal. But as a rule, okay. in his case, I would do it higher, but I would still fluctuate that. And I'd also fluctuate one day, use the pad, the next day, use the paddle or the, the butterfly. The next day, use the large loop. Again, the tissue responds when it's approached from different intensities, from different directions, more favorably than if you do the same thing every day. Okay, that's really good to know. Is that true for, for uh, the osteoporosis treatment also? Yes. Okay. And uh, should I be cranking that up as yes. high as I can for the yes. osteoporosis treatment? Yes. Or varying it? Okay. Yes. Again, some days do it low. Okay. Some days do it on two or one for a short period of time and then change it. We just don't want the tissue to become familiar with what's happening because we have muscle right. memory, we have cellular memory, and all of a sudden they say to themselves, I've had this, I don't need it. But if it's changing all the time, okay. they're, they're dancing. They're thinking, oh boy, the rhythm's changed. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. You've been super, super helpful. Thank you, Pat. Well, thank you for calling. Thank you for being with us and have a great day. All right. You too. Thank mm -hmm. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. Great. Some great questions. Uh, great information that people have asked. A lot of uh, questions that are still coming up. I'm out of time. Uh, we'll, we'll approach some of this uh, next week when we return. So uh, thank you for being with us. Wave on to better health and, and have a great week. We love you guys. See you.